Welcome to Radical Rocks. Today we've got a very exciting episode packed with all kinds of dinosaur fossil, how to set a capuchon in a bezel, and so much more, guys. On the first part of the journey, I was looking at Radical Rocks. There were fossils, minerals, and rocks and things. There were sand and hills and rings. First thing I found was a geocrystals, quartz with no clouds. Agate was hot and the ground was hard, but the gems were there to be found. See, I've been through the desert, found a rock with no name. Okay, well this time we found a bunch of rocks that do have names. So, we are going to talk about a huge lithium discovery, um, ancient life traces locked in a ruby, uh, the diamond in Arkansas, the value that was put on that, some fabulous discoveries in uh, Jerusalem. Uh, we've got the most expensive stones ever found, Megalodon teeth, McDonald's ranch diggings, and so much more, guys. So I want to thank you all for tuning in. I want to thank you for going to RadicalRocks.com, scrolling down to the bottom of the page, and there you can get hooked up with all of our social media you can also check out our videos on YouTube and so much more. Um, also, I am starting a little handyman business. So if you're in North Idaho, I'm doing it on the side. If you want to talk to me about those services, just shoot me an email on the Radical Rocks website and I'll get you all that information. So plugging myself on my own show. How do you go? There you go. All right. So... Um, always give kind of a kudos when I can. There was a lot of, uh, rock hounds, lapidary folks that have passed away and they are now in the golden streets, um, looking at, uh, rock hounding from another dimension. So, uh, we want to wish their family and friends our condolences. Um, Robert Paul of Laurel Oak Community in Florida passed away on October 12th. He was uh, into lapidary and gemstones and minerals and uh, Robert Paul Kars, K-A-R-Z. We want to uh, thank you for being part of our lapidary community while you were here. Several other people are in here. I will pop up and give a tribute to. Have you ever heard of the Rainbow Island? I should have probably put this in the introduction. Really beautiful, the Rainbow Island that most travelers don't know about. Um, and if you're in America, you'll probably never go there because uh, I think they will probably uh, cut your head off. At bbc.com, you go to the Rainbow Island most travelers don't know about. And the picture there is credited to Lucas Bischoff uh, Almy. And this area is spectacular. This is a island... Um, outside of Iran in uh, Hormuz. Hormuz Island, H-O-R-M-U-Z. I believe that's how it's pronounced. It's a ruby red mountain with all these valleys, crimson shadows, bright yellow, uh, what looks like a stream through the middle of the valley, hues of green, kind of like the painted desert that uh, you might be familiar with in Arizona. Just amazing. They have a picture here. The article's by Mishba Mansuri, 
and was written on the 21st of October. This is actually colored due to okra. Okra stained streams, crimson-hued beaches, enchanting salt caves on Iran's Hormuz Island is a geologist Disneyland. You can read all about the salt domes, these huge crystals that tower over you. Um, this area has over 70 minerals, many salt minerals and other minerals that are there in dazzling shades of red, yellow, orange. Really a sight to see, guys. Um, you might want to check this out if you get a chance. The salt uh, has been forming there uh, since millenniums, and these layers of salt actually go below the land, and uh, these type of salts are present all over the Persian Gulf area. The okra-stained streams and crimson-hued beaches make enchanting salt caves and is called the Rainbow Island because of its chromatic hues that it exudes. Say that 10 times fast, right? I, I was lucky to do it once. The red soil on the mountain is called Girlac. It's caused by a hematite, an iron oxide, which is derived from the island's volcanic rocks. Not only is it a valuable mineral for industrial purposes, but it plays an important role in local cuisine. Eat the island. It tastes good. They use it as spice. The earthly flavor to curries is added. It blends with local bread called tamish, which means handful of something. Crazy. Only uh, in the geology world do we see such wild, crazy things, um, at least from my perspective. Probably not, but, you know, the soil is called uh, sauce for some people and used in a sauce. And the sauce is called suruka, if I'm saying that right. It's spread on flat bread and uh, almost cooked. And it is used for also for artists. They use it in dyeing, creation of cremix and cosmetics. So there's a lot to explore here. Um, this island and this mountain, which is known as the goddess of salt, extends more than a kilometer it has caves with sharply edged walls covered with shimmering salt crystals that look like giant columns of marble palace. Pretty cool. Um, some people think that there's uh, really good healing powers from this salt, which has been shown to be true. People who soak in salt baths, um, this can get rid of uh, infection and help skin and do all kinds of good things. These vividly covered mountains are shades of red, purple, orange, and blue. Wow, really cool. All of these things uh, also have a lot of crystals and sharp edges which glitter when the sun's rays shine through them. Amazing. It is an art gallery in geology. It is a kaleidoscope of natural colors that most travelers don't know about. They do have some 18,000 visitors that came there in 2019. So there's a lot more on the article if you want to read about it. Again, that's bbc.com. Just look up the uh, Rainbow Island most travelers don't know about, and you can find out more. All right. Unfortunately, the feds here in the U.S. are uh, just closing off area after area. In this case, the Twins Metal Copper Nickel Mine had a huge plan um, to expand 
Uh, copper we need, by the way, for these batteries that the administration wants uh, us all to have in our cars within the next few years. So we're going to need copper. I guess we'll be buying it from someone else. So Minnesota, this uh, area here is being closed off completely. They've uh, put in uh, millions of dollars in infrastructure, and this is going to kill a $1.7 billion twin metals copper nickel mine that the uh, Chilean Copper King wants to build here in this area next to the boundary waters in uh, this area. So kind of a bummer. Uh, this is probably first of many mining and oil that will be attacked um, under this new administration. So these areas are getting closed off. All permits in the area are on hold. And um, so they're just going to take those away from you. They're not really permits, actually. Those are actually forms of property rights when you have mineral rights and mineral claims, or if you have any kind of right. If you live in a in a condo, you have rights. You you own property. You may not own um, the building connected next to you. You may not own the land, but you own the building that you have. You have rights there, property. So minerals are the same thing. So this property is being taken away from these folks. What a shame. Okay. Um, early dinosaurs were sociable and may have lived in herds. They're acting like this is uh, the latest, greatest new discovery um, in the news circles. I have saw several articles on this. This one happens to be from republicworld.com, uh, updated on the 24th by Oishia Majumda. And I'm probably saying that wrong. But anyway, you could look up that article here where they find these eggs together and bones together. and uh, Or you can just watch Jurassic Park and see how they talked about animal herds being together together. Uh, in, in masses, as that has been uh, a subject of discussion for a couple decades now. All right. How about some beautiful, expensive stones? The most expensive stones ever sold. If you go to therichest.com, you can see the article here by Param Davies, published about three days ago. Some spectacular gemstones are pictured here on the cover, on the front page. And uh, talking about some of these beautiful gemstones. Sweet Josephine. This is not, uh, you know, a fill-in cuss word, but this is a gemstone that sold for $28.5 million. This ring was bought in Geneva uh, in 2015 and named after his seven-year-old daughter, Josephine. That diamond is extremely rare, and only two of these have been sold in the last 250 years. 16.08 carats. Yes, it is beautiful. It is set with a diamond set hoop and platinum and gold. Sunrise Ruby Ring. This baby sold for $30.3 million. Rubies are very rare and valuable when they're of the highest quality. In 2015 at Sotheby's auction in Geneva, this 25.5 carat ruby mined in Miramar sold for over $30 million. Um, wow, what a Zeppelin. Also, the orange. The orange was bought by an undisclosed bidder. It is a orange-colored diamond, again sold at Christie's in Geneva 
2013 sold for $35.5 million. It's three times larger than the previously well-known large orange diamond, according to Forbes. It is nitrogen that causes the color of orange in the diamond. Pink diamonds, those are amazing. Very sought after and very expensive. The Graph Pink sold for a staggering um, $46.15 million. It was 24.78 carats. One of the most expensive pieces of jewelry in the world. Again, auctioned by Sotheby's in Geneva. Blue Moon of Josephine. Woo! This diamond Gorgeous blue, $48.4 million. Hong Kong billionaire Josephine Lua purchased a diamond in Sotheby's auction in 2015. This is the one that we talked about in the beginning. The Wilson Pink Legacy, another beautiful pink diamond. This baby sold for a whopping $50.66 million. Also sold at Christie's auction in Geneva, where all the people with big bucks hang out. The Oppenheimer Blue, this blue diamond, was sold for $57.5 million. A beautiful blue diamond, sold in 2016, some 14.67 carats. And uh, Sir Philip Oppenheimer, who ran the DeBurs Group, uh, is uh, the one who named it. Now, the number one most expensive diamond is called the Pink Star. This Pink Star sold for an unbelievable $72 million. This Whopper is 59.6 carats. Mined in Africa, it is flawless. This spectacular diamond um, was mined by the DeBurs Group. In 1999, they held it for some 20 months and was displayed finally in 2002 and shifted to the National Museum in 2005. It then came for auction in 2013, 2017 again, and this 59.6 carat vivid pink diamond was sold for the whopping $72 million to Chow Thai Fork Enterprises, where it was renamed the CTF Pink Star Diamond to honor the company's owner. And there you have it. The eight most expensive gemstones of all time. Now, let's see. What else? An event. The 62nd Annual Fall Show, November 6th through November 7th. The Rocks of the Ancients. This is in Maryland, Plant City, Florida. If you want to look that up, uh, that is going to be held... I checked the dates on all these to make sure that they had not expired. Um, I believe it was the first week of November. So if you want to go check that out, that's near Tampa Bay area. Go check it out. Tampa Bay Mineral and Science Club is hosting it Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. All right. William Bill Young. Here is another lost lapidary and gem collector. William Bill Young. 85 years old, resident of Indiana, uh, Columbus, Indiana, has left us to go to the Golden Streets and mine the gemstones in heaven. Um, so rest in peace and condolences to his family. 
Next, the Midland Gym and Mineral Society brings back the annual Jewelry and Rock Show. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope they don't close that down. The event will take care, uh, place at the Bush Covington Center. <laughs> um, yeah, Covington Mining Company, right? <laughs> Midland, Texas. Midland Gym and Mineral Society has brought back their annual rock show for 2021. Bush Convention Center from 9 to 6. The tickets do cost 7 bucks for adults, $3 for children, 6 to 18 under 6. Get in free vendors, auctions. See the Gym and Mineral Society if you want to know more. Um, that will be the first week of November. Okay. Next. Florida boat captain finds a giant six-inch megalodon tooth. You can see this at bornbulletin.com.bn. Um, no author contribute. No author here. It's the Barino Bulletin, and you will see he was out there off the coast. Um, captain Michael Nesti Nestiso, and he found this almost six-inch megalodon tooth. Um, last year and then found one that was over six inches this month off the coast of venice so uh pretty cool one of the oldest uh dinosaur tooths there's a picture of him here holding it up and uh, he looks pretty jazzed and it looks like a massive megalodon shark tooth here's some really big news um i should have probably talked about this in the opening because this has been some big news too researchers find the first fully preserved dinosaur crab uh, in amber. They're saying it's 100 million years old. You know, if you've listened to the show, I really do not. Um, uh, <laughs> I think it's almost laughable the years that they come up with. I know some people would try to argue these things, but uh, anyway, this ends up being a kind of a hermit crab. When I was a kid, you could go down to the mall and they would have an aquarium with no water in it. They'd have rocks and they have these crabs walking around. And these crabs actually change shells. They go in and out of shells. This apparently is part of that type of a crab, a land-dwelling crab. Um, that uh, Anyway, regardless, this crab is going to be studied. Uh, they'll probably drill a little hole in it or something and take some pieces out of it, try to come up with some better dating processes, hopefully. And... Uh, We'll see how that goes. But it's pretty interesting. They have a picture of it here. You can see the crab very clearly. And uh, it looks like a giant spider, but you see his claws are intact. And this is very unusual. They, it's the first one that uh, they have found. Now, in other really cool news, archaeologists find the rare bomb of Gilead. This uh, was, the bomb of Gilead was an incense that uh, was used by holy people, by ancient uh, Israel, and um, a lot of people questioned uh, what it was. But this stone, which is a piece of amethyst that was fashioned into a gemstone, was found uh, with a carving of, of this, and it said on it, uh, translated from uh, Hebrew, or, yeah, I think it was Hebrew. It, this is from the second temple area, if that's something that you're interested in. The temple was rebuilt many times. This was the second time. Um, so this would have been um, after the destruction of 607 BCE. So pretty cool. Goes back over 2,000 years. 
um, it has a carving of what appears to be the ancient persimmon. This is not like the persimmon that we have of today, but this is a persimmon that is unique to that area and uh, is cultivated with much care and much love and has been associated with this. It was used and processed and to make a delicious smelling uh, incense. And this ring signified probably someone who worked with that uh, or had a hand in that or maybe presented it or had some sort of dealing with it. Um, you can see a video on YouTube on it. You just look up archaeologists find rare balm of Gilead gemstone near Jerusalem's west wall. So it's kind of funny. They have a drainage ditch there. And this is just north of the city of David where a lot of great findings have been found there in the last uh, few years. When, when I was in Israel a few years back, they had just discovered a ring um, that was uh, very important. It was a stamp ring for, I think, uh, for David, King David, and they found also a temple tax coin in some debris from uh, uh, some excavation work and, and repairs that were being done on an apartment complex very near, but also in the area of City of David. So they're finding this, and what they do is they have these uh, culverts. Basically, it's just a a pipe under a road and they go through and they clean that out all the time just to check and see you know anything in there worth looking at because the area they're always finding um, interesting artifacts and they found this beautiful amethyst stone that uh, they feel like it fell into the pool of Salom or Salom Shalom I think it's Shalom or Shalom this is that pool where um, if you're into the Bible where the um, the healing took place. The, the lame person wanted to get into the pool. He couldn't get into the pool. And, um, and then Christ told him, get up off your cot and walk. So this was that pool. They feel like somebody about 2,000 years ago dropped that ring in there and it made its way down through the wash and to the culvert. Just crazy. Really neat story um, if you're into that stuff. Now, you might remember... Uh, we've been talking about the 4.38 yellow carat diamond that was found at the Arkansas uh, Crater of the Diamonds Park. Sorry, i got to have a swig of coffee here. They valued that at $15,003. Uh, dollars. So uh, $15,300. That's a pretty good day rock hounding, I would say. And I bet you, you could get more than that for it if uh, he sold it. So you can find out about that at californianewstimes.com. Just look up Amateur Prospector Finds Huge Diamond, and they will go into details on that if you want to find out more about that fabulous diamond. Here's some more interesting news. 2.5 billion year old traces of life locked inside a primeval ruby. Um, Yasmin Spellokogla wrote about it, and that name is uh, really tough, S-A-P-L-A-K-O-G-L-U, and that is at lifescience.com if you want to look that up. They've got a picture of this ruby here, and uh, pretty interesting. They make this claim of 2.5 billion-year-old traces of life, and then as you read the article, you find out that uh, inside this ruby is some graphite, uh, and it is a form of carbon, and then this whole article concludes 
that that carbon may be a remains of ancient microbial life. Not is, maybe. So very interesting that they make such outlandish claims off of maybes. This is how it goes, guys. You've got to dig deeper into these things to find out. But it's still interesting. It's something different um, that they have not found. And this uh, ruby was found in Greenland. So Greenland actually has quite a bit of rubies and corundum and things like that. Um, interesting. Uh, I would love to go there and, and uh, dig some of that up. All right, um, new specimens. I get emails from the mcdougallminerals.com, and uh, they sent me some nice new mineral specimens. I've got some nice barite from the uh, Merkel Mine Bootstrap Mining District in Elko, uh, Nevada. This is a beautiful crystal form of uh, brownish barite. They've got some uh, chinzozoazite, which looks kind of like... Um, uh, the formation, it kind of, it's just crystals all clenched together in a big mass. And this is from the um, San Vicento uh, Providence in Lima, Peru. And that's quite a beautiful specimen. These are selling for uh, $125 for the zoisite um, pseudomorph or whatever. And then the barite is $350. So these can be quite expensive. They got some really nice tourmalines there too. Not a sponsor of the show, but... Really neat if you want to go look at some cool minerals. Local Coast Outpost. Uh, if you go to localcoastoutpost.com, you will find out that the HGMS 66 Annual Gem and Mineral Show is going on November 5th, 6th, and 7th. Uh, on Friday, it starts at 9. Saturday and Sunday starts at 10. Ends uh, anywhere from 5 to 6 o'clock. There is small fee to enter. Um, but they've got games, silent auction, geode cutting, and much more live demonstrations of flint napping, cabochon making, faceting. Should be educational. Um, if you are in the area, you will definitely want to check this out at the Redwood Acre Fairgrounds and Humboldt Gym and Mineral Society. This is in California. So go check that out if you are in the area. There's a lot of education on this one. So good thing. Um, there's contact information, localcoastoutpost.com. Minerals South Conference uh, in Canbrook on November 2nd to the 4th. I believe this is in Canada. Uh, it's gonna be November 2nd through the 4th. You can find out about minerals. There will be a program for children and school programs and glow-in-the-dark rocks and fossils, all sorts of things. Go to e-know.ca and look up the Mineral South Conference in Canbrook, and you can find out all about that event if you want to go. The largest triceratops sells for 5.6 million lire. Uh, James Ashworth writes about this at nhm.ac.uk, and you can find out about this behemoth creature. That was over 25 feet long and 7 feet tall, the biggest triceratop fossil ever found. What a monster. Now, we, knew, we talked about uh, the mines being closed. Um, I do get updates on a lot of mining activity. It's very speculative, so I usually don't tell you too much about it unless it seems like something new or um, 
uh, an area that you know you might want to go look around the uh, unclaimed washes of the area to find something. This was written by Kate Koff of the Marine, uh, excuse me, the Maine Monitor. Uh, this mine is actually in Maine. You can go to pinbaypilot.com to look that up. And they've got some pictures from Kunzite here. Now, Kunzite, when it is purple or blue, is because of lithium. This is uh, being called the staggering 1.5 billion lithium deposit discovered near Newry. Excavating it poses a challenge. Well, yes, because it's in the U.S., and even though we're pushing um, batteries and green energy, we're going to close all the mining off. But this area is loaded with lithium. This has been a long-time area for digging up lithium-bearing crystals um, and other minerals that are found in pegmatite areas, which is um, like a volcano cone of sorts that contains many, many gemstones, including um, sometimes uh, quartz, sometimes corundums, and sometimes uh, tourmaline. So they found some beautiful tourmaline crystals here over the years. They feel that uh, this mineral, because it's lithium and it's needed so much for um, the new green uh, wave that's supposed to be coming, they use these minerals to make phones and electric cars. They feel they've got a chance of uh, producing there. We'll see. 50 million year old rock formations found in Oman. Oman is a uh, Middle Eastern country. Uh, if you want to read about that article, you go to timesofoman.com. And uh, I do not see anyone credited with writing it, but it says 50 million-year-old rock formations. These formations, the reason um, they're mentioned is because these rocks are like uh, Gibson and other minerals. There's deposits there that they say are pre uh, Cambrian, so they've got algae, bacteria, maybe some sea creatures and things like that, fossils. They also find primitive giraffe and predatory animals buried in these areas. Also fish and many other marine creatures. So kind of cool. Um, if you want to look at this, you can find out about these rocks. Again, the dating process, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, kind of funny. I mean, salt is salt. It's been around forever. I don't know how you can really date that. Um, a man was arrested in India, uh, Delhi, uh, for smuggling gemstones worth, and I don't know what this money is. It says RS44. Um, I don't think it's a lot of money. I'm looking at these gemstones, and they look like, you know, just strands of gemstones. Like when you go to the you go to a, um, a bead shop and you see those beads. I mean, that's that's all they are. They don't look like anything spectacular. But uh, they're not stolen or anything like that. The guy just was merely trying to pack them up and, and take them out of the country. And he's arrested. Um, everything is confiscated from him. So, uh, yeah, kind of a bummer. But uh, that's what happens when you have no freedom. All right. Let's see, next, uh, da, 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 da. okay, OBMS News, Orange Belt Mineralogical Society. I thought I had that on here. I might have to look that up again. They had canceled 
Let me see if I can find that. Uh, da, 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 da. Here it is. Okay, they canceled their trip, but they uh, also, because they were going out to Lavik. So that was last week, so you wouldn't know about that. But they've got a new trip planned for November 20th. It's confirmed. Uh, they're going to Coahif. You can get Cave Onyx here. All kinds of neat stuff can be found there. Uh, all the instructions are there. You can also go to an uh, area that is paid to dig. It's $20. You get a five-gallon bucket of rocks. Additional buckets can be purchased for $20 to dig on this claim. This is a special deal through the club. Um, Coahif Cave Onyx, also known as Cave Popcorn, is a stalactite found in the Coahif Cavern at the Mojave Desert. Many years ago, you used to be able to go in there for free. It glows under fluorescence as a green or orange under UV light. It is not open to the public. This material has become rare. And they have a list of things you can find there. Um, if you want to contact OBMS, you can look up Orange Belt Mineralogical Society and find out about this trip. And they will be glad uh, to help you. And there's some pictures um, on their newsletter that are spectacular of this gemstone, what it looks like when it's polished. It looks like orbs. Um, they're also finding some uh, bones out there, it looks like. So you can get a hold of them. Let's see. Um, well, just look it up on, on the internet. I don't see a direct site on that. All right, uh, Indian Gardens educational narrative that explores the importance of stones to indigenous cultures at WFMZ.com. Uh, Christian Faith Publishing wrote this article. This is to appreciate the local folks. Uh, talk about how these native people collected rocks, how they stored them, um, and also how you can do the same thing you can look that up if you want. Um, historical artifacts put on display in Jasper County Courthouse for renovation. This is going to have gemstones and minerals, uh, Civil War items, and other items. Jasper County, and I did see the state, or I wouldn't have kept it here, and now I don't see it. Um, Kansas. I believe it's in Kansas. All right, there's that one. Red Burl. Red Burl is extremely rare, extremely valuable, rarer than a diamond, more valuable than gold. If you can find it of gemstone quality, you have something really fabulous. Go to instoremag.com and look up Red Burl, a gem rarer than diamond and more valuable than gold by Howard Cohen. Starting to lose my voice. I'm going to have to wrap this up. Um, the article here talks about where you find it. It's in Utah. You can find it in Utah uh, in the Wawa Mountains, and there is some beautiful specimens there. I had an opportunity to buy a claim up there a long time ago, but uh, just didn't think I'd be driving out there. But if you can find one over a carrot, <laughs> you have quite a finding. They find them up to eight carrots out there. Would you like to know how to set a cabochon and do it easy? Maybe you're not into silversmithing. Well, uh, our friends at uh, 
firemountain.com, firemountaingyms.com. They have a nice video, jewelry making how-to video on how to use a fancy bezel setting with cabochons. And you can watch the video there. They show you what tools. They sell them too. Um, they're not a sponsor of the show, but you know I want to pass on this information to people that want to learn how to set a cabochon. You've got the basics right there. Um, you pop the stone in there after you've made the, the cabochon or after you've purchased it, if that's the case. Hopefully you're making it. You'll use a bezel to push the prongs over uh, the bezel and set them down on there nice and tight without scratching the stone is kind of the basics about it. And um, you can look at that video if you want to find out more about it. Now, I don't know if you've heard of McDonald's Ranch, but this is in Oregon. This is a place of some high-quality gemstones and petrified wood at rockandgym.com. You go to rock, the letter N, gym.com. And Tony Run has written this article about the McDonald Ranch and also the pictures by uh, Bruce McKay. You can see that the Central Oregon Rock Collectors Club, they go on trips out there. You might want to join them. They're going to find things like petrified wood, angel wing agate, beautiful agate with these wispy um, uh, angel wings that go uh, down it and multicolored. Also thunder eggs, which are like geodes, but they just don't have the cavity. And um, this is a dark, uh, a lot of the petrified wood is the black with the white, which is quite striking and very beautiful. Makes great bookends, centerpieces, and uh, also cabochons for jewelry. The McDonald's Ranch is a 3,000-acre ranch that's been in the McDonald generation for, for just decades and generations back to the 1800s when this area was a gold mining area. Um, they have opened up their area since the 1960s to rock hounds, um, and they continue to do that. You can find petrified wood. They bulldoze up uh, new quantities of petrified wood, um, and this is a solidified sequoia tree for the most part. Takes a great polish. Massive chunks have been dug up there up to 30 feet long. There's a 16 and a half ton piece that is housed at the University of New Mexico Las Cruces that was taken from this area. The angel wing uh, agate is very beautiful. You can go there. Uh, it's about in loose dirt piles, uh, you will look through this agate that's exposed in basalt. Some serious digging is needed. Uh, one gentleman here found a two-pound piece of angel wing. Many pieces have been found. Beyond the angel wing is a long trench where thunder eggs can be dug up. Uh, this is the hardest digging of the day, they say. It's in a cemented type uh, caliche material, which is of uh, volcanic origin. You will have to pay a dollar per pound for these thunder eggs, petrified wood, $2 per pound, angel wing agate at $3 per pound, which is much cheaper than what they sell it, but you have the pride of having found it yourself. In fact, I think I have one of these uh, thunder eggs on my website um, for sale. So they have the phone number there. If you want to check that out, um, check it out. I could even give you their number. It's 541 uh, 541- 489-3290. Leave a message. Alex will return your call. Great place to go prospecting. Um, new specimens in the U.S. I think we talked about that already. I think that's it, folks. We have covered just about all of the rock and gym 
updates for the week. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, until next time, rock hounds don't die. They petrify.